Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and we have another basketball coach today and head coach Will Wade of the LSU men's basketball team, now 8-0 on the season. Coach, how are you doing today? Doing well, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure. Um, like I said, I told you before we started this, I had Coach Mulkey on at 8 a.m. Uh, she, I mean, I don't, I don't drink coffee. I don't know about you, but had to, you know, get up at like 7.15 or so and really psych myself up for the Kim Mulkey uh, interview. Had to be prepped and everything. So now I'm in the flow of the day. It's all, all good. I'm kind of prepped, man, but, you know, we just, just talk some basketball. We're better just winging it, so you don't need much prep for me. I'm much better just kind of yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Anytime I go to your pressers, I'm just like, oh, we'll see what everybody else says, and then I'll just throw in something at the end. Just it's <laughs> always, always the best. Speaking of which, last time we had a presser, you were all up and ready to go, ready to practice right after that Ohio game, man. Now that you've had what has it been four or five days since then, maybe probably more or whatever it's been. What is what have the past few days been like? Uh, just what is the, where's the focus been uh, now that y'all you know come out of that Ohio game and look to the rest of the non-conference season? Well, I think our focus has been really good. Um, Nelson Hernandez, my ops guy, who's been with me for he's been with me seven years. Uh, he told me after Ohio in the locker room was top three all time he had seen from me. So it was uh, it was quite a quite a scene. Kent told me we need to get the walls soundproofed because he could hear everything like three doors down, but I was not a happy camper. Um, and I was even more upset after I watched the film, after watching the film of the Ohio game, uh, those next couple days, I was even more upset. And then Saturday, that Saturday, uh, we had maybe the longest film session we've had since I've been here. And we went through, we went through every offensive possession and I replayed it like twice. I rewound it. I replayed it. And we went through every offensive possession. And then I talked a lot about statistics and numbers and where we are and where we need to be and what we need to do to improve. And, um, you know, I give our guys a lot of credit. They took, um, no, I mean, I was pretty non-emotional on Saturday. It was just all about numbers and raw data and stats and, I gave them a little handout with five different sheets of, of statistics and numbers. And, you know, this is why I'm upset. This is where we need to get better. This is why this isn't sustainable. Um, and our guys, to their credit, have responded really, really well. We had a great practice Saturday after the film session. We had a really good workout on Sunday. We've had, we've, our extra shots are back up where I want it to be. Um, I track all of our shooting every week. Our shooting numbers have been down, and then our guys are getting upset when they don't make shots. Well, they haven't been shooting enough game speed shots 
uh, outside of practice, in my opinion. So our shooting numbers are back where I want it to be. My my, my spray charts are back where where, where I like them, and uh, we've had we've had some really really good practices. So hopefully that'll carry over uh, to the uh, to, to the game on Saturday against Georgia Tech. Now Georgia Tech plays some zones and plays some funky zones with a one three one, and they play a a tandem front two three. So you know we're not going to see really a normal look or something that we would normally uh, see or something that you know, really what we've been playing against with Belmont and Ohio and Wake and, 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 and Penn State. So it'll certainly be a different look for us. But I think our guys understand the message. They've taken the message. And the ball, the ball has moved better in practice than it has at any point uh, this year, the last couple of days. Yeah, after the game, you mentioned the offensive rebounding. And you made a really good point on the swinging the ball to get a, the to get position for the offensive rebound and if you don't move the ball then obviously they're between the man and the rim anyways y'all are i mean because i know how big of a stats guy you are in the and we're like in the today. 60s in the country we're getting third we're pedestrian yeah I, 34, yeah I have, 30, I have kim palm up right now i don't know if you use kim palm or what i mean i'm sure you, you obviously have your own stats and you track everything i just have kim palm right here and they have you at 65th and yeah i i know for yeah, how, what is it 33 percent 34 percent yeah 33, 33. Yeah, pitiful. Yeah, pitiful. I mean, it's, that's pedestrian. So that's part of what I did in the film session. I said, look, here's the shot we took, and how do we expect to offensive rebound this? He's in, he's in front of you. 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 So how's this going to work? Yeah. And, and um, So then, I mean, you look at another area of all we're just talking about offensive improvement right now. The free throw. There's two big areas. Go ahead. Quit turning the ball over so much. Stir the defense up so we can get on the offensive glass. We can shoot the ball poorly just like we've been shooting it. If we can do those two things, we'll clean up the entire offense. Yeah, and another – We ran for every turnover in the Ohio game. That, that, that was a big hit oh, with the boy. team. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they loved you There's after 17 that 17 of those. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was real popular after that. <laughs> another thing is when you move the ball and you have the ball movement, whether it's ball screens or move it out of that – you can get guys out of position. You can attack the rim and get to the free throw line. Right now, y'all are in the middle pack of the country in free throw attempts per field goal attempt for free throw attempt rate for a better term. What do you feel like contributes to that? And how did, do you feel like that's an area of improvement? Or do you feel like that's, that's just normal right now for you? I mean, yeah, it's an area we can improve. We've been really good at getting to the free throw line and driving up the free throw rate. That typically has improved for us as the season's gone on and we've gotten a better idea of the seams and where to drive it and where we can go. And so I think that will continue to get better. I'm not as worried about that as I am the turnovers yeah. uh, because every time we turn it over, we get no chance to get a free throw. We get no chance to get an offensive rebound. We have no chance to make a shot. So I've been much more worried about the turnovers and then stirring the defense up so we can get on the offensive glass. Now, I asked you about the point guard play after Ohio, and for me, it's I, I really like what Eric and Xavier have brought to this team and what they've been able to do this year. Um, for me, looking at it is how are they put pressure on the defense? Because Eric, while he can obviously get penetrate and get to the rim, he's not a great finisher in some areas. Um, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but Xavier, kind of a similar thing, but he's obviously – kind of a little bit more savvy kind of player there. What have you seen from them as how, and how they put pressure on, on the defense and where you want to see them kind of continue to improve just in general? Well, I met with both of them actually today and showed them all sorts of charts and different things about where their usage rate was and where their efficiencies are and how we've got to become more efficient. And I don't want to get into all the details of those sure. discussions with those guys, but I met with both of them today and 
I gave them each a three-page handout on here's where we are and here's what you need to do to get us better and to, and to do what we need to do. And so Gaines is an elite finisher in transition. The problem is he turns the ball over too much in transition. Mm-hmm. And in the half court, he's an elite facilitator. He has a 31% assist rate in the half court, only 8% turnover rate. All his turnovers, he has a 29% turnover rate in, in, uh, in transition. So we got to clean up the transition with him. And X is really good in the half court. X is actually finishing better. X is, is all about his shots and his shot distribution. He's 8 of 32 from 3 yeah. for 25%. Yeah. And he's taken over half of his shot. 53% of his shots are threes. So we've got to redistribute some of his shots and get him back in attack mode and get him back driving downhill. But I visited with both of those guys um, today on that. I visited with our four men. I'm not real pleased with our four men. I know Eason and Days, everybody thinks they've been playing well. Haven't been overly thrilled with 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 where their advanced metrics are and where their numbers are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I um, uh, yeah. they they understand they understand what I think uh, as well. Yeah. And like you said, Georgia Tech's going to kind of throw a lot. I mean, I've seen Georgia Tech in previous years. I haven't seen them this year um, yet. I'll probably look at them before we all play them. But, you know, in years past, maybe they've been a little bigger. They've had some size, maybe throw a little zone. Um, yeah, the, the shortest guy they play is 6'3". Yeah. Um, and they've got two kids, uh, Debo Coleman and Mike DeVos, playing as well as anybody in the country. Those two have hit 36 of their 58 threes on the year, or 36 of their um, 38 of their 56 threes on the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're elite, elite shooters. They're both shooting over 50% from three. So, yeah, we're going to have to um, – we have to move the ball on offense where we don't turn it over and we're going to have to move it around their length. And then we're going to have to be able to guard that three point line specifically with those two guys. Yeah. Let's talk about some defense. Let's talk about the defense side of the ball. Um, obviously um, a resurgent year on that side coming into the year. This is what I want to know first. Did you expect to be pressing as much as you did as you are, or was that something that you saw as was working and saw that y'all were comfortable with and you decided to stick with it? No, I wanted to press. I knew we wanted to press. I like pressing. Um, and I felt like we had really, you know, if you've got a rim protector and you got two guys that can really get after it on the front of the press, which is what we have, you have a really good shot to be a successful pressing team. We just have, we haven't had those components in the past. And so when we were able to add those components or get those components on the court, I knew we could be effective and causing turnovers and throwing teams out of rhythm. And so, um, you know, I went into the year uh, wanting to press, um, I'd like to add some different presses and add a little bit of spice to what we're doing now where it's kind of vanilla in my mind. There's a lot of different stuff we can do, but we're going to try to do that over the holiday break here where we, where we add some, um, you know, add some, put, put a little pepper in the gumbo, so to speak, uh, make sure that we can, uh, we can, we can add some, some different, uh, some different flavors to our, uh, to our pressure. Yeah. And, the way, I mean, talk about y'all's half-court defense. So you obviously you have the full-court defense, and then it drops back, and once they break it, they get into the half-court. How pleased are you with the half-court defense and what y'all have been able to do uh, from, A, a personnel and a scheme point as well? I mean, look, we got guys that can stay in front of the ball. That helps us. And we're way off in the gaps, and we stunt and help. And and so, you know, that's, that's, that's you know, when you got personnel that can stay in front of the ball, that's a big, you know, that's a game-changer uh, for us defensively. And so, you know, that's what we have. And we've got guys that can do that. And Mwani and Brandon Murray, they're just rock solid for us defensively. I mean, when those, you know, Ohio went on the run when Mwani got in foul trouble and Murray placed the most minutes of anybody on our team, not because he's a great shooter, which he is, he's a 40% three point shooter. So it was Mwani, mm-hmm. but 
because he is, he's just the rock of our defense, Tim and Iwani. And so having those guys out there and having guards that are quick like X and, and, and Gaines who can sit down and stay in front of the ball, that's huge. Is there any stat – I again, I have Kim Palm up right here while I'm talking to you. Is there any stat you're most happy with as far as this defense goes? I know, you, I know you're always looking to improve, but, I mean, first in the country in steal percentage, fourth in block percentage, second in two-point field goal percentage defense. I just – I mean, is there any stat – or maybe and you have another stat in mind or you're just like, yeah, we've – I mean, I'd like to get team. our defensive rebounding numbers better. I asked, I asked for a good stat. I asked for something you're happy about, Coach. Oh. I like stealing the ball, so that's good. We're tops in the country and stealing the ball. I like that. But defensive real get our defensive rebounding better, our offensive rebounding. We got We got to improve in those areas. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's see what else I got here. Um, yeah, you already hit on rebounding, which was my next question. Um, to bounce back to offense a little bit, uh, we talked about this before the Ohio game, I think, with with Darius Darius's offensive uh, production. Obviously, started the season really high. And in the past few games has not been making the shots and four of 23. Yeah. Yeah. Four of 23. Um, what have you seen from shot quality? Cause to me, it's the shot quality is a little worse, but also it's just some of them are rimming out. Um, and then also he's trying to get in the paint a little bit more. Got him, you got him the post touches, which he, you mentioned early in the season that he got a lot more comfortable with. Yeah, days is days is going to be fine. I mean, his offensive efficiency numbers, his advanced metrics are really, really good. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's going to be fine. He's just got to settle into the game a little bit quicker. And I got to do a better job of helping him. Um, I got to do a little bit. I got to do a job of a better job of helping him uh, settle into the game and, and, and get, uh, and, and get better. So, um, you know, part of that's, uh, part of that's on me and, and, um, you know, days that I've had those discussions and, and he's, uh, he, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to bust out of this little slump here and, and get going. Yeah. Let's change, change, uh, avenues real quick. Um, just for you as a coach going from, from VCU to here, I mean, even when you were an assistant coach, where do you feel like you've grown the most as, as a head coach in your time from VCU, like I said, to LSU and now, you know, today, where do you feel like you've grown? Well, I think, um, you know, just being able to, you know, the, the higher level you go, the more, the more, you know, you've got to learn how to manage your time and manage your energy. And I think being able to manage my time and manage my energy has been better. And then just being able to carve out enough time because a lot of what we do is built around me spending time with the players, my staff spending time with the players. And the higher levels you go, the more pressures you have, the more, you know, just the more stuff that comes with it. But being able to find a niche where I've been able to carve out um, more time to spend with our players and and really get into a really get into a uh, to a rhythm has been something that took me a little while to do. But um, you know we've 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 gotten uh, you know I've gotten better at that, and I think that's in turn helped our team and helped our program. Yeah, was there kind of going back to the defense side of the ball? Was there a coach or anybody you reached out to or talked to over the off season, or maybe you? Um, bounced ideas off them or ironed out any. Not really. The truth is we're not doing things a whole lot differently than what we've done in the past. We've just got, you know, better defensive personnel doing it. (laughs) Um, It's very similar to what we did at, at, at VCU. Uh, There's a lot of similarities that coach Armstrong and coach Nickelberry have done a great job. Uh, Coach Nickelberry is with us at Clemson when we press for Oliver Purnell Uh, coach Armstrong, you know, does some of the zones and, and a lot of the switching stuff. And so, uh, you know, we, we just 
it's stuff that we've been doing. We're just doing it better and doing it at a higher level. Yeah. I mean, to wrap it up, I don't have too much more, uh, to go through, uh, the rest of this stretch, uh, obviously focused on Georgia tech right now. Um, you have four games left before the start of conference play. We've talked about where you want to see improvement. Um, what have you seen from the team as far as how, I mean, their, their approach and how they've kind of, uh, now that the conference play is in sight, you know, there's a light to the end of the tunnel. Just what have you seen from them uh, moving forward? I mean, I, I feel like, I feel like our guys are in a good place. Like I said, I love the way they've responded. They've let us coach them. They let us get after them. And so I love the way we've responded and, and, and gone about things. And, um, you know, we just got to continue to improve, continue to get better, continue to play well. And I like our preparation needs to be better uh, a couple days out. And, and, and hopefully we can, we can, uh, we can get that solid starting with our two day prep for um, with our two day prep for uh, for Georgia tech this week, but our guys are excited. We've got, uh, you know, we're, we're only a quarter of the way through the season. We're at the quarter pole. It's like I told him in horse racing, we're at the quarter pole. We've got a lot of, uh, we got a lot of work left ahead of us and, I love the group that we got and we're, we're, we're ready to uh, ready to rock and roll moving forward. Yeah. I haven't watched much horse racing, so I don't even, I, I figure it's like, the, I just put the end of the first quarter whenever I wrote the recap after the Ohio game. So that's, but uh, yeah, coach, that's, that's all I got for you, man. I, I appreciate you joining me real quick. Um, again, y'all will be in Atlanta for the Georgia tech game and basically an away game. Uh, that'll be exciting. Um, oh, here's, here's something for you with, with such a, you know, you have guys like Xavier and Darius, the, the Auburn game, and I'm not looking at the Auburn game specifically, but playing on the road again, going into SEC play, how confident are you that having those kind of established guys and those two will kind of help a little uh, bit with that? Yeah, it's going to be huge. I mean, you got to have a veteran presence. You got to have a calming influence, which is what X brings to us. He's just very calming guy and very calming influence on our group. And so he brings that to us and you've got to have that when you go on the road and you go in hostile environments and when you play in, in tough spots. And so we've got to, um, we've got to continue to have those guys be the, you know, be the anchor for us and then have some other guys come along and, and, and help us out as well. Yep. Well, coach, that's all I got for you. Um, I appreciate you joining me again, man. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe. If you're listening to this on a podcast, uh, leave us a rating and review. Thank you all for joining me, and I'll talk to you later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.